0: Tonight, we're going to talk about partnering with the Holy Spirit. Partnering with the Holy Spirit. You know, in a business, if you go into a business partnership with someone, you really never make a decision without talking to who? Your partner, right? You Always consulting them. Should we do this? Should we do that? And if you're in a partnership, truly a a partnership, it's really wrong for you to work independently of that person and make any major decisions, even minor decisions, but any major decision without consulting the partner. <coughs> we know God is Father, Son, Holy Spirit, right? The only part of the Godhead that is really actively assigned to our realm right now is the Holy Spirit, right? The Father's in his realm. Jesus is sitting at his right hand. We know he makes appearances here and there, but, but really it's the dispensation of who? The Holy Spirit. Jesus had so many wonderful promises that when I go back to the Father, look, I'm telling y'all, it's better that I go back. It's better that I go back to Him so that I can send the person of the Holy Spirit because He's going to do all these things. And He teaches us so many things when He was here about what the Holy Spirit would do for us. He would lead us into truth, He would tell us what's coming up, He would be our counselor, He'd be our helper. He'd be our encourager. He's the spirit of love. There's so many things about the Holy Spirit. But the bottom line is, he said, We're not to be here alone and think that we're ever dealing with anything alone. We're actually called to be in a partnership with him. How many of y'all ever made a major business decision without consulting the Holy Spirit? (laughs) Yes, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How many of y'all have ever functioned in your profession in a a real important time, and never consulted the Holy Spirit at times? Right, we've all have, right? Mm -hmm. How many of y'all have ever parented your children and uh, tried to handle something that was a pretty complex situation without consulting the Holy Spirit? Right. -hmm. We usually consult Him. After we did what we did, and we were we're in trouble, right? And <laughs> then we we'll say, okay, oh Lord, help us now. But but and I've done that. But really, there is not any decision that we should make, especially if it's a big decision, without consulting the person of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Like He's He's here for every decision. Look. There are problems that you're going to run into that you may solve and be able to solve, but there's going to be some problems that you run into that you're not going to have the answer. And do you know that there's not one problem in this world that the Holy Spirit does not have an answer for? There's not one. There's not one. We almost... We should get arrested for cheating in life because we have this, this source, right? This source that has, a, has an answer for every, every problem that we run into. And he wants to give it to us. I've heard it said, and, and I really agree w- with it. Uh, I heard it said before that uh, sometimes the church is answering questions that people aren't asking. Like we 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 go out and, and try, to, try to teach people things that they're not interested in learning. Not that they're not interested. I mean, we all need God. We all need Jesus. We all need the Holy Spirit. But sometimes we're teaching them about you need salvation and they're not worried about salvation. They're worried about how to get my 17-year-old off of heroin. They're concerned about how am I going to pay my house note at the end of the month. And that... Do you know that the answers to all those questions you have inside of you because of the one you have inside of you? There's no question that anybody could ask that the Holy Spirit doesn't have an answer for. And so I really believe that this next phase of us moving outside the walls into the church into the places where everybody's living daily life, that we're going to be called to start answering questions that they're not able to answer, but we're going to be able to answer because we have someone that we can consult who has the answer. There's there's a couple of different types of ministry. You know, there's the overt ministry of of power evangelism and and uh, introducing someone to Christ and and healing someone, or giving prophetic words, which are wonderful. But there's also the overt ministry of simply being wherever we're planted and answering questions that are not being able to be answered by this world system. And the Holy Spirit wants to give us answers. So tonight we're talking about partnering with the Holy Spirit. I was praying and preparing, and what I heard was, It's all about what Jesus did, and it's all about what the Holy Spirit's doing. It's all about what Jesus did, what Jesus accomplished, what was ratified at the cross, all that he bought for us because he paid the price. It's what he did, but it's also all about what the Holy Spirit is doing. It's our heart's desire for each one of us to have a clearer, a clearer ability to hear what the Holy Spirit's saying, what the Holy Spirit's doing, and to, to be able to do that in, in a variety of ways. Now, if you have your Bibles, I'd like for you to open up to Luke chapter 1, Luke chapter 1. There's some different principles about hearing from the Holy Spirit. Hearing from the Holy Spirit. And we get some hints about this in this the beginning of Luke. You know, Luke was one who spoke a lot about the Holy Spirit. He wrote both Luke and the Acts of the Apostles. And if you go to chapter 1, verse 35, this is in the middle of the story of Mary. Mary told, being told that she was going to conceive Jesus. <clears throat> Verse 35 says, the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, say come upon you, you. and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. It's a significant moment, but I want you to see the principle here. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. Then Jesus will be birthed inside of you. Wow. Cool. The principle is the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And then Jesus will be birthed. Where? Inside of you. He's talking about a, an awesome miracle that happened to Mary. But he's also given us a hint here on another level, of the process of the Holy Spirit. You see, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and starts working with you, then Jesus starts getting birthed on the inside of us. The Holy Spirit's job is to conform us into the image of who? Christ. 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 So it's when we have Holy Spirit encounters that more of Him starts getting conformed in us. And Holy Spirit encounters and He gets more conformed in us. He takes, there's almost a, there's the uniqueness of who each one of us is. We're each unique. But it's the, it's, it's the Lord's desire to to have the Holy Spirit mix in with the uniqueness of who we are and make us Bob Christian, right? Or Rhonda Christian. It's about, it's about taking the uniqueness of who we are And start molding us, changing us into becoming who he is in the uniqueness of who we are and giving the unique expression of that, right? So the first principle is, that's why we need to yearn for the receiving of the Holy Spirit because each time we receive the Holy Spirit, he conforms us more and more and more into who? The person of Christ, Go to verse 41 of the same chapter. 41, a little further down. This is when Mary visits Elizabeth. Go up to 39. Now at this time, Mary arose and went in a hurry to the hill country, to a city of Judah, and entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. Verse 41. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting... The baby leapt in her womb. Say, leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Wow. The baby leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she cried out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Womb. Principle number two. Well, Jesus' presence comes, but what happened when there was the greeting, there was the greeting, what happened was that uh, the baby leapt in her what? Mm-hmm. her womb. There's something about, if we had to say, where's the location of the Holy Spirit? I know the Holy Spirit's upon us all over. But the stirring of the Holy Spirit most often occurs where? In our center. I remember when I, I had no idea anything about the workings of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and I first met my pastor. And my pastor would prophesy sometimes. And sometimes when he would prophesy, he'd hold his stomach. He would he would, he would, would say, and I heard, I heard. And I was saying, well, maybe his hands have something a Something to do with the location of where the Holy Spirit is going, right? <laughs> right? And it was just, but do you know, there's a rumbling here. So, so the Holy, she was filled with the Holy Spirit and it was stirring where? It was stirring in her womb, it was stirring deep. Do you know, do you know the word compassion in the New Testament means to get stirred in your, in your lower stomach, in your bowels? That's what compassion literally means, is to be stirred deep. Deeply, way deep in your stomach. When you when you read about some of the prophets, they they call prophecy in in the Old Testament. The Hebrew word say it's a bubbling up. That's what it means. It means a bubbling up, a bubbling up. And so there's a principle here that that oftentimes when the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and through you, there's a bubbling up from the inside from. Sometimes we say it's in our heart. Or out of our bellies shall flow what? Rivers. Rivers of Out of our bellies. Out of our center. And so there's something about this interaction where Elizabeth is greeting Mary. Mary is greeting Elizabeth, but Elizabeth got conscious of something stern here. And she was filled with what? Holy Holy Spirit. The principle for you and I is that when we prophesy... When we talk, when we, when we want to give a word, sometimes we need to draw the attention, the center of our attention down here. Not up here. That's usually the fear. Right? But it's, 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 it's a bubbling up from our heart, or from the inside. And so as we, we activate our gifts in terms of the prophetic, sometimes it's just a matter of having the center of our location In our heart in here. And not as much where? Up here. Amen? So that's the second principle. Is that. Is that stirring in the heart of the belly. When filled with the Holy Spirit. The other thing I want you to see about this particular verse. Is that. It says. Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she cried out with a loud voice. It's amazing in scripture. How many times right after the filling of the Holy Spirit is some type of speaking or utterance. They go together. She got filled with the Holy Spirit and started uttering, Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Now, we don't know if she knew that she was pregnant or didn't know. Maybe she got aware. I don't know. But she released what a prophetic word. The Spirit stirred she released the prophetic word. Amen. What I propose to you is that these are some of the prototypes of prophecy. There's the stirring on the inside, there's the Holy Spirit coming upon you and birthing Jesus. Now go to uh, verse 67 in the same chapter. Verse 67. It says, and his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Spirit. Say filled with the Holy Spirit. And what? What did he do? Prophesied. Prophesied. There, is, there it is again. He's filled with the Holy Spirit and then he began to what? Speak. One definition of prophecy that I like is, is to hear the heart of God about somebody, somebody and to speak that over them. And when God communicates his heart to you, where does he communicate it to? Your heart. It's a heart-to-heart thing, isn't it? It's, God communicates, you, you get God's heart about someone and he communicates it to you, your heart, and you release it from a place of love over that person, and that's a prophetic word. So Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and then he began to prophesy. He began to prophesy. So there we see it again, filled with the Holy Spirit and what? Prophecy. I want you to go to Acts 2. I'm just showing you some scriptures and then we're going to do an activation. Activation. How many of y'all want to be more have the Lord use you to be more prophetic. Yes, all of us. In the right place. Acts chapter 2, verse 4, it says, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak. Say speak. Speak. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak, yes, with other tongues, as the Spirit was giving them utterance. They were all, again, filled with the Holy Spirit and began to what? speaking, Filling of the Holy Spirit and prophetic utterance. Amen? Verse 17, same chapter. And it shall be in the last days, God says, that I will pour forth of my Spirit on all mankind, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. There again. I will pour forth my spirit and they shall do what? Prophesy. You see the repetition over and over in scripture is that there's a pouring out of the Holy Spirit and then there's a speaking of that person. They shall shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. I still see visions. No. Even, no even on my bond servants, both men and women, I will, here here it is again, I will in those days pour forth of my spirit and they shall what? Prophesy. There it is again. Pour out your spirit and then you will what? Prophesy. Go to Acts chapter 4. wanting to show you these patterns of what being filled and then speaking right this is a new American standards it says uh, verse 8 chapter 4 then Peter filled with the Holy Spirit said to them you see it Mm -hmm. then Peter filled with the Holy Spirit then he started to do what speak said to them, and then he went into the word. Go to verse 31 of that same chapter. Verse 31. It says, and when they had prayed, the place where they had gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God with boldness. Began to speak the word of God with boldness. It seems to me the key is getting filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Go to verse, go to chapter 10 of Acts, chapter 10 of Acts. Chapter 10 is this wonderful story of, of Peter going to, uh, Cornelius and the Gentiles. And while Peter was, uh, verse 44, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who were listening to the message and the circumcised believers who came with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also for they were hearing them speaking with tongues and exalting with God. How did they know the Holy Spirit fell on them is because they were speaking. In tongues, tongues is a, a form of prophecy, it's a prophetic utterance. So so they were speaking in tongues and it was fell on the Gentiles and they began to what? Speak. One more scripture, and then go to verse go to chapter nineteen of Acts. Just driving this this point home, okay? Thank you. Thank you, Mama Kelly. What chapter you Chapter nineteen of Acts. Go to verse five of chapter nineteen. Paul was in Ephesus. It says, When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon him, the Holy Spirit came on them and they began speaking with tongues and prophesying. Speaking in tongues and prophesying. Over and over and over and over in Scripture, as you see, is that there's the Holy Spirit coming upon and then speaking. So it's it's a bit ludicrous to say that prophecy is not for today, right? Mm-hmm. Because if we're authentic to the, to the New Testament pattern, we need to get filled and we need to speak. Mm-hmm. We need to get filled and we need to speak. We need to get filled and we need to speak. And that's the process. And that, that as we do that, we, we need to exercise. We need to exercise. This is a place to... To, to work out in the gym, right? This is the place to work out in the gym, get get the muscles going so that we can have the strength to do things out there. And so I really believe that the Lord has wants to release this extraordinary word of knowledge gift among us. Yes Lord. I really do. And and I'll I tell you why. There's there's two interesting things that happen. One how many of y'all watched Azusa 2016? Any of y'all watched Azusa 2016? All right. A month and a half before that, I was in a conference up in Pennsylvania. Randy Clark and Bill Johnson were doing a revival conference that I went to. And as I was at this conference, I'm sitting in a coffee shop between sessions. And the Lord highlights this young guy. He's about 20-something years old. His name's Dustin. And Dustin comes. He's walking by. And I, and I tell him hello and we start having uh, coffee together and start talking. He's on fire for the Lord. He got off of drugs. He got delivered. And now he's just gun ho and just amazing young man. And so we spoke and I blessed him and he prayed for me. And we pro- gave words to each other. It was just a glorious time. And then he went his way. I went my way. We sat next to each other for a couple of sessions or close to each other and just, you know, waved and kept saying hello. Well, Sean Bowles... Is was called up on Azusa Street, while Bill Johnson was ministering. He said, I'm going to have my friend Sean come up, and he's going to minister these words of knowledge. Now they have 80,000 people in this stadium, right? And he's given words of knowledge, which is a big stretch for him because he does them in small groups. But this is so anyway. He gives a word of knowledge, and it's extraordinary. You know, do we have somebody here? This name, this name, this name. The third or fourth one that he gave. He says, "Is there a Dustin here from Philadelphia?" Well, this young man that I had oh, no. coffee with was from Philadelphia, and his name's Dustin. Is there a Dustin from Philadelphia? And they, he starts reading his mail. Then they put the camera on him. I'm like, "That's Dustin! I can't believe it! That's Dustin!" And so I'm looking at this, and I'm I'm like, and I'm turning. I'm sitting to Nathan next to Nathan while we're watching this thing. I'm, I know this, you know. And he's like. Yeah, really, you know, we're watching Trump and Sean Bowles is having this, this, this crazy thing. And so that happened. And then I'm watching voice of the prophet and Sean Bowles ministers. And after he ministers, I'm saying, he's going to call out Nathaniel. And the first person he says, okay, now I'm going to give words of knowledge. Is there a Nathaniel Ray and Michelle? Boom, boom, boom. They all stand up. And they stand up and said, I can't believe it. He's calling them out now. And wow. it's like these two people that I had interactions with were being called out. And I'm saying, what are you saying, Lord? What are you saying? Amen. What are you saying? That's awesome. That he's, he's, there's a connection there. Yeah. There's a connection there. And that he's wanting to, to activate this, this word of knowledge gift among us. I mean, what's the chances of... Eighty thousand, the person okay. I was sitting down a <laughs> month, and then when Dustin's called out, I'm sitting next to Nathaniel, and a week and a half later, he's the one that's called out first. Amen. That's right. That's, right. that's right. not coincidence. No, it's not coincidence. What's, no what's the chances of that? Wow. And so, so I'm, 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 I'm watching. I said, "What are you saying, Lord?" And then, and then I had that word of knowledge right in the dream about the woman. About the woman, right? And then. And then all this, is, all this is going on, and he's stirring it all up. Mm-hmm. And I really believe that we're part of the bridge. Sean Bowles says, I'm a bridge to a new generation that's going to be functioning in mm-hmm. this particular gift. Mm-hmm. Lord. Amen. Mm-hmm. So we, we're going to do some <laughs> exercises tonight, right? And the first exercises we're going to do are going to be about doing general prophecy, and those will probably be easier for us, right? But then we're going to have a section where we're just going to go after specific words of knowledge, right? And when we do the specific words of knowledge, uh, whatever you're asked to, like if you're asked to come up with a certain name, say I just say, I want you to come up with a name of one or, I'm just making this up, one or and Rhonda, we were talking about, Rhonda's, one of Rhonda's mm-hmm. uncles, right? And if you're in the group, the only thing you can't do is not give a name, <laughs> right? You can get it wrong, that's great, that's yes. great, that's fine. You get it right, that'd be great. But the only, episode, I'm not hearing anything. All right, guess. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. right? No, right? That's who, because we want to just give each other a chance, right? We want to give each other so what we're going to do when we do the activation it was going to get in our groups and we're going to pray for the for a feeling of the holy spirit